Hi, I'm Debbie from Property Apprentice, and today's podcast is called Why Now is Actually a Great Time to Be a First Home Buyer. So if you're a first home buyer, I'm glad you logged in to listen. If you're not a first home buyer, but you know someone that is, please feel free to forward on the link to hear this podcast or just let them know to Google Property Apprentice Podcast and they shall find it. So here's some useful information for those of you that are in that situation. The first thing that I want to say is that a lot of first home buyers are psyching themselves out at the moment. And there's no surprises there because we're being bombarded by reports about how impossible it is for first home buyers to get their foot on the ladder and how they're getting priced out of the market. And what we're finding is that a lot of the first home buyers are actually starting to believe that negative sentiment. Now, if you actually don't think that it's going to be possible to get your foot onto the ladder to buy your first home, then you're not going to make much of an effort in order to achieve that goal. A lot of people are shooting themselves in the foot by just believing the rhetoric. Now, I've got some good news for you. And that is that first home buyers currently make up the largest percentage of purchases in the market at the moment. So 26.3% of all sales in the property market in New Zealand right now are to first home buyers. So clearly it's not impossible for first home buyers to get their foot on the ladder. The next closest, the next largest number of purchases in the market are what's called movers at 24.9%. So that's people who are moving from one home into another home. You know, often people are upgrading and potentially downsizing as well as they enter retirement. So that's that's the second largest group. So, you know, so far, Property investors haven't even made an appearance, and that's 50% of the market are first home buyers and movers. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to clarify is that property investors that understand what they're doing when it comes to buying investment properties, they don't buy based on emotion, they buy based on the numbers. So home buyers and movers will generally, okay, so you're not necessarily competing on price with property investors unless they're investors like the mum and dad investors who buy based on emotion. Okay, so don't worry so much about being in competition with people who are in potentially a stronger financial position than you might be because the reality is that most property investors, their top dollar purchase price is a lot lower than what a first home buyer or a mover would be prepared to pay for a property. Now, some of the other headlines that we're seeing at the moment, we're hearing a lot about how the Reserve Bank is looking at reducing the percentage of owner-occupiers who can borrow above 80% to buy a home. So what that means is the Reserve Bank restrictions that we've currently got in place allow for 20% of all bank lending to home buyers. Uh, They're allowed to lend 20% of their their total loan product to people who need to borrow more than 80%. So in other words, for people who've got less than 20% deposit. So um, what the Reserve Bank's looking at doing is potentially reducing the percentage that are able to borrow above 80%. So instead of 20%, of people who could borrow above 80%, so 20% of the bank's lending products for that month, uh, they'll reduce that down to 10% potentially. Now, we're just waiting for that uh, information to become, you know, whether it's actually going to be implemented or not. We're expecting an announcement on the 1st of October around that. But I've got some good news for those of you that are freaking out about if they implement that change. 
So, you know, we saw a headline recently that said that 38% of all first home buyer lending is done with less than 20% deposit. So they were saying that, you know, that's going to have a massive effect on home buyers' ability to purchase a house. And yes, if you're in that 38% of people who have less than 20% deposit, that's true, it could affect you, but it's not going to be a permanent affliction, if that makes sense. Now, another way of reading that headline, instead of saying 38% of all first-time buyer lending is done with less than 20% deposit, another way of writing that headline could have been to say 62% of all first-time buyer lending is done to buyers with at least a 20% deposit. So if you're in a position where you have got a 20% deposit, then I've got some great news for you. Christmas is coming early this year because if the Reserve Bank does introduce that restriction and reduce the percentage of people that can borrow above 80% lending, you've just got a bit less competition moving forward. So make the most of that because it will not take long for the other first-time buyers to realise that there's different options out there. Now, this is for those of you that don't have the 20% deposit yet. There are different options out there. So the first-time loan scheme, for example, that's exempt from the Reserve Bank restrictions. So you could potentially borrow up to 95%, although you will be limited by price caps in the area. So if you want more information about that, get in touch with an independent mortgage advisor. They can help you through with that. New builds are exempt from the Reserve Bank restrictions, although potentially there are more opportunities at lower price points than existing properties. So, you know, don't necessarily think that new builds are the way to go or the only way to go. And even more good news Non-bank lenders are not bound by the Reserve Bank restrictions either. Now, some of the non-bank lenders in the market at the moment, and we've seen more non-bank lenders now than we have in the last 30 years, some of those non-bank lenders aren't even that different to some of the main banks. It's just they don't have to follow the same rules that the Reserve Bank places on the main banks. Okay, so talk to a good mortgage advisor. They can help you navigate that lending process. Now, you can use your KiwiSaver to fund your deposit for a first home. As long as you've been in KiwiSaver for three years or more, uh, you can pull out everything except for $1,000 that the government contribution, if you got that government contribution when you first started KiwiSaver. You might also be eligible for a first home grant. Now, the first home grants range from $3,000 per person up to $10,000 per person. It'll depend on how long you've been in KiwiSaver. So, for example, if you're buying an existing house and you've been in KiwiSaver for three years and you qualify for the first home grant, you could get three grand towards your home deposit. If you've been in for four years, if you've been in KiwiSaver for four years, you could get four grand. If you've been in KiwiSaver for five years, you can get the maximum for an existing property, which is five grand. Okay, so three grand for three years, four grand for four years, five grand for five years. And you double those figures if you're looking at purchasing a new build. So for a new build, you can get $6,000 per person. If, it's, if you've been in KiwiSaver for three years, you can get $8,000 per person. If you've been in KiwiSaver for four years and $10,000 per person if you've been in KiwiSaver for five years. And obviously, again, as long as you qualify, as long as you're eligible for those first home grants. 
So something else that we're hearing a lot about at the moment is that interest rates are on the increase. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, gosh, well, that's just going to make it even more unaffordable. So instead of saying, uh, instead of hearing the headlines that say interest rates are rising, so it's going to make things more unaffordable, try to flip that on its head and realise that interest rates are still at incredibly low levels. Most of them are about half of where they were 20 years ago, and they're almost a third of where they were prior to the global financial crisis. So yes, they are increasing now, but with the help of a good mortgage advisor, you can actually manage that risk. So one way that you can manage the risk of rising interest rates is by making sure that your mortgage, if you've got a large mortgage, make sure it doesn't all come off a fixed interest rate at the same time. So you can split your expiry dates, you know, chunk your mortgage up into different different portion sizes. So you might have part of it coming off in 12 months, part of it coming off in three years, you know, just to give you a bit of spread across the interest rate increasing period. Don't make the mistake of just giving up. You know, last time the Reserve Bank restrictions were imposed, our mortgage advisors saw lots of first-home buyers that just gave up. And so what they did was they gave up hoping that they were going to be able to buy a home and they spent their savings instead. So, you know, people upgraded their cars and they bought toys. And then as soon as the Reserve Bank restrictions were lifted, what happened was that those people then realised that they'd spent a good chunk of their house deposit. Don't make the mistake of giving up. Stick to your plan. Stick to your savings. Get in touch with a good mortgage advisor because, like, honestly, with today's rent crisis that we've got going on, rent certainly aren't getting any cheaper. So the sooner you can get your foot on that property ladder, the better. Something else that you should consider is just remember that your first home doesn't have to be the forever home. It's just about getting your foot on that ladder so you can start reaping the benefit of long-term capital growth as well. And as the as your property increases in value over the long term and you're paying that mortgage down, that will strengthen your position so that you can move into that next category of homeowners, which is the movers category, where you can start looking at upgrading your home to the, you know, until you eventually get to a point where you're able to purchase the forever home that you might want. Okay. And potentially at some stage, you might even decide that you've got enough equity and enough provable income and your mortgage is manageable enough that you could consider looking at purchasing investment properties to help strengthen your financial position for retirement. And we are here to help you right throughout that entire journey. So feel free to get in touch. We've got free online events regularly. And I would love to see you online at one of those. You can ask me questions, live questions, as we go through those sessions. So I'll look forward to seeing you all soon, if I haven't already. Thanks.